But how about my courage? asked the lion anxiously. You have plenty of courage, I'm sure, answered Oz. All you need is confidence in yourself. There is no living thing that is not afraid when it faces danger. True courage is in facing danger when you are afraid, and that kind of courage you have in plenty. L. Frank Baum, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz March 2009 Is my laundry molding in the washing machine? I wondered, still not daring to move. The trip to Paris to train with the crazy horse dancers never happened. I didn't run off to join the glamorous French circus, and my dreams of beginning a new life as a showgirl in Las Vegas had fallen flat. Instead, I was sprawled out on a simple black couch in a tiny Santa Monica condo. My muscles were so sore that I couldn't even drag myself the few feet toward the closet that housed my single-unit washer and dryer. As I lifted my head off the cushion, the bright late afternoon sun poured into my eyes like floodlights. I didn't have any curtains to block it out. After my initial meetings with Crazy Horse Paris, seven months earlier, I began dating a Las Vegas magician, Chris Angel. Initially, I intended for the relationship to be casual, but I quickly and foolishly fell much deeper than I meant to. Within weeks, he talked me into moving into his suite at the Luxor to become his much-publicized girlfriend, and the relationship quickly took a more controlling turn, resulting in me declining the Crazy Horse Paris opportunity. I knew this was a mistake, and it was then that I realized I had to break it off. I had found myself once again in an all-consuming relationship, similar in many ways to the one I had just left behind. Every inch of my body hurt. Though I had just taken an hour-long nap, I was still exhausted. I woke up in a panic as the alarm went off on my phone. What was I supposed to be up for, I wondered. I had turned my life upside down more than once over the past few months, so sometimes it took a couple of seconds for me to recall where I was and what I was supposed to be doing. When I remembered that my alarm had been set for a friend's party and not a work obligation, I calmed down. I was just a few weeks into my first job as a newly single woman. Just five days before its premiere, I had been asked to compete on the eighth season of Dancing with the Stars, filling in for an injured contestant. Having the chance to appear on this show was a dream come true. I'd been a huge fan of the program for years. There was no question that I had to make it my top priority. I poured myself into the rehearsal schedule, which consisted of grueling eight-hour days, five days a week, with performances the other two days. I felt like I was training for an Olympic competition. Can I even get on my feet for this party? I asked myself. When I had returned to my new home earlier that day, I flopped down on the couch for a nap, lacking the energy to even climb the spiral staircase to get to my bed. I had committed to a short snooze, hoping I would feel up to that evening's festivities after a little rest. My close friend and former housemate, Bridget Marcourt, was hosting a premiere party for her new travel channel show, Bridget's Sexiest Beaches. I told her that I would come to support her, but I was struggling to gather the strength. My body felt like a punching bag. I spent the next few minutes psyching myself up for the one chore I knew I had to do, moving my car. Earlier, I had forgotten the remote control for my garage door and just parked in the street, but during rush hour, it became a tow-away zone, and that was a headache I did not need. I was really proud of Bridget and wanted to celebrate this moment with her, but I felt like shit. Also, the party was happening at the mansion. 
I wasn't particularly keen on returning to our formerly shared home, even if it was to support a friend. I bundled myself up in my hoodie, wrapping the hood tightly around my face, hoping to go unnoticed by any of the uninvited paparazzi that had taken up residence outside my apartment, and headed to my car. Before pushing the front door open, I threw on a pair of sunglasses. I was in no condition to be photographed. Quickly, I slipped out the door, made the short walk, and climbed into my car. I was already around the corner before any photographers realized I'd come out. As soon as the garage door was open just wide enough, I zoomed through and arrived safely to my parking spot without a single photo having been taken. Victory, I thought, raising my arms. Just then a pain shot through my side like a bulldozer. I'd bruised my ribs in rehearsal that week. I felt like my body was falling apart. I took my Blackberry out of my pocket and started typing. I composed a text message to Bridget apologizing for not being able to make it to her party and congratulating her on her success. I hesitated before hitting send. Was I certain I couldn't make it? 